We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye. With me, regular guest on the show, Will Jackson. And, Will, we're talking about a Nets win over the Raptors, 116-103. How are we doing, Will? God, we finally beat them. I mean, it has been it feels like it's been a burden ever since that playoff series in the bubble and even before then. And I think the last time we beat them was that overtime game where Kawhi Leonard didn't make the last shot. But it, it's been so long, and I'm so glad that we were finally able to just to take them down once on the road. It, it's been forever. It really has, and this game was tough. I mean, the Raptors definitely made the Nets earn this one. They're not having a great season, but for some reason, they still play the Nets well. We'll jump into that and plenty more. You can always find the Brooklyn Buzz on all streaming platforms. But, Will, I guess let's start with um, the fourth quarter. You know, the Nets really turned it up. They won the quarter 36-20, to 20, and that really sealed the deal. Big credit to the second unit early in that fourth quarter, bringing the energy. What were your thoughts on the fourth, and how did the Nets win this game? Maybe Sean Marks did it again with Mike James. I don't know. I, he's he's kind of been – he reminds me a little bit of Chris Chioza. Not as fast, but he's definitely better offensively. Um, I, I just – he was probably the biggest reason why the Nets were able to to climb back in and finish this one off just because of the – I mean, I don't want to say that he brought a lot of energy, but it felt like he was making the right plays. He's, he's impressed me with his passing, and I feel like he was, you know, one of the main reasons that the Nets were able to climb back in, especially, you know, on a night when Kyrie Irving wasn't shooting well, Landry wasn't shooting well, Kevin Durant. Only took seven shots. Mike James shot 80% from the field tonight, had a few assists, eight assists to be exact. Um, I just thought it was really impressive from him. Tyler Johnson also had a great fourth quarter. Blake Griffin doing his thing defensively, making a couple threes as well. I just, I thought overall, you know, on a night when Kevin Durant only took seven shots, on a night when Kyrie struggles going three or 13, and the Nets are able to win, that just speaks to the depth of this team and, and the fight that this team has in it. Yeah, and that's a great point about Mike James. I thought he definitely provided a nice element in that fourth quarter because 
Kevin Durant was getting double teamed on the touch and Kyrie Irving, like you mentioned, was having an off game. So Mike James gave them another facilitator, another playmaker. And like you said, you know, 11 points, eight assists, three rebounds, four or five from the field, one of one from three, two or two from the free throw line. And he closed this game. So good stuff for him. I'm sure he's very happy about that. And like you said, you know, TJ Tyler Johnson always comes in, brings good energy. And I feel like he probably hates Kyle Lowry as much as Nets fans <laughs> because he was getting into with him a little bit too. And you love to see that. And like you said, Blake Griffin, I mean, you saw it on Twitter a ton tonight. Nets fans were loving him. I've been loving him all season long. And he just provided that extra grit. And then the stars came in and kind of finished things off. Like you mentioned, Kyrie not great in this one, but Katie got some open shots. Joe Harris hit some big ones in the fourth. And that pretty much sealed the deal. And they also did a better job, I think, of getting those uh, those defensive rebounds. And that, that was a big factor in this game. Yeah, that's when I kind of wanted the Nets to go to DeAndre Jordan. I mean, he didn't play a single second in this one, but I felt like Maybe in the first half and, and early in the third quarter, the Nets could have used him out there because the Nets were really struggling. I mean, we take a look. The Raptors had 15 offensive rebounds in this one, and it felt like a lot of that was just because of size. Yep. I mean, some of it was because of energy, right? I felt like, you know, the Raptors have some of those guys that no matter what, even if they're on a second half of a back-to-back, like OG and, and Kyle Lowry, they'll always play with that high energy, and you always have to be up for them. But it just... It felt like at, at times the Nets were just just outmatched when it comes to uh, in the paint, and, and the Raptors were really able to to do well with that. Yeah, Ken Birch himself had nine offensive rebounds. I mean, that's probably more than he's had in the last month. <laughs> I mean, that that is crazy, and especially the Raptors aren't necessarily a great rebounding team. I think this was just kind of an exploit that Nick Nurse looked at and said, hey, they switch a ton. We can get some of these mismatches, and I also want to say that like some of the bounces on the three-point shots just literally landed in Ken Birch's lap, so <laughs> stuff like that's definitely going to happen, but overall, there you know there's different elements of this game. The Nets sealed it off in the fourth quarter. We can kind of jump through each player, starting with Kevin Durant. Durant, not necessarily the biggest game for him, but still 17 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks. And he was five of seven from the field, three of five from three, four, four from the free throw line. And like I mentioned, you know, the Raptors really sent two at him every single time he touched the ball. You know, Nick Nurse acted like this was a 60 piece from KD. Mm-hmm. And I want to get before I jump, jump into KD, I just want to give a shout out to Nick Nurse. He's, he's probably my favorite coach in the NBA right now. He's just he's so smart. And he does so much defensively that, like, he'll throw everything at you, right? And he'll throw so many different looks at you. And it'll, it'll be hard to break out of him. And unless you have a superstar like Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving, it, it's you're probably not going to win that game when they when they give 100%. So shout out to him. But with Kevin Durant, right, Thirty minute, 32 minutes, minutes restriction. I think he was on a minutes restriction, yep. right? Five of seven. I, what, stuck at, what stuck out to me most from him where he had some great defensive possessions down the stretch where um, I remember one time he stuffed, I think, Kyle Lowry at the rim. He had two blocks, two steals. I thought that he was just great defensively, especially coming off a hamstring injury and, and not playing, I think, what, he hasn't played for like a month since yep. since last week. It, it was just it's really good to see him play defense like that because it's something that we're going to need down the stretch for them. Yeah, OG, I think, caught him with that one-legged fader in the first half. KD said, nah, no more of that. <laughs> like you mentioned, you know, shut him down a couple times. And, you know, KD's having an impact on the game even when he's not scoring. And I thought he did a nice job of being patient. You know, a younger star in this league might see those double teams and try to force it and end the game with, you know, six or seven turnovers. KD did have three tonight, but still kind of let the game come to him and allow and trusted his teammates to make the right plays. And they did in the fourth quarter, and that was enough to get it done. 32 minutes, like you said, still on that minute restriction. We'll kind of see him work back in. He'll probably play one of the next two games. It'll be interesting to see which of the which of those two games I, he does play. I what would assume think? that he plays against Portland. Mm-hmm. And Blake Griffin also gets one of those games off. I'm assuming he's going to get get uh, 
Indy off because he just got beat up tonight and he could use an extra day. Yeah, and that makes a sense too as well. Then you get the two days of rest instead of the one day of rest, and that kind of you know prolongs it a little bit. So Kevin Durant, like we mentioned, not necessarily the biggest game from him, but he was patient and kind of create created more for the Nets offense without the stats. You know, he's getting the secondary assist or even off the third pass because the Raptors were so, sending him so much attention on a regular basis. It allowed other Nets to get easier shots. And one of those guys who got easy shots in the fourth quarter was Joe Harris. You know, 16 points, 6 of 13 from the field, 4 of 9 from 3, 3 rebounds, 6 assists for Joe, 2 steals, 1 block, and he had that big uh, charge call late in the fourth. You would think teams will learn their lesson now, right? <laughs> it's like, obviously the Nets have Kevin Durant. Obviously, they have Kyrie Irving. Joe Harris is probably the best three-point shooter in the league right now. If not, he's up there in the top three. So, I mean, giving him – he did miss five, but giving him nine shots, he's going to make at least four of those, and that's what he did tonight. He had a couple of deep ones. I mean, it was just a – also, can we talk about him dunking for a yeah. second? I, I, that was just – I went crazy when that happened. I just – he, he doesn't do that much, and it was just – I, I wish we could hear Jack's reaction. To that <laughs> we could hear all the way from Australia. I will say too, <laughs> Joe had the really nice steal in the previous game that they ended up calling a foul against the Suns. And on that same play in the dunk, he had a nice heady play in getting the steal. And I think maybe that's a little aspect that Joe's been working on getting some of those extra plays, especially when he's a little bit less involved. Sometimes in offense, just giving all the mouths they have to feed. Yeah, Joe's going to be it. I mean, he started at the four tonight officially. I don't know if you, you count KD starting at the four, Joe Harris starting at three at the four, but he's just, he's been very versatile for the Nets this season, right? It, it feels like he's been doing way more than he has in previous seasons. I know Nets fans always say more than just a shooter. Well, he really is, right? He does Jack might have that stuff. tattooed on him. <laughs> at this point, he definitely does. Um, I mean, he had that really nice I think, end of shot clock mid-range put up that that went in. He's, he's mid-range. He's really good at finishing inside his defense. I feel like has improved over the years. You know, I've said for years that he's a very underrated rebounder. It feels like he's always in the right position. He's almost transitioning into like that that perfect veteran role that every championship team needs. Yeah, he's really developed into a complete player, you know, a complete role player. He understands his role. He can kind of supplement in different areas in which the team needs. So another really nice game from Joe Harris, what we typically expect from him. Uh, another guy who stepped up on uh, numerous occasions, pretty much all year long, Jeff Green, 22 points, 8 of 16 from the field, 3 of 9 from 3, 3 of 3 from the free throw line, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 2 blocks. And obviously he had his normal poster dunk. Uh, is he getting younger? Like, honestly, it, it feels like we took all the juice out of Blake and gave it to Jeff, right? <laughs> he, he's just him making the minimum this season is crime, but he's just been so good this season. And I sent out a tweet earlier where I said that he's going to have some big playoff moments for this team, right? Because he's that guy who can kind of do all he can guard, I think, three to five. He's a very decent three point shooter. He's very decent inside. He can have some great defensive possessions. I thought that there were a couple times I can't pinpoint exactly where, but there were some times this game where I felt that he had some some very strong defensive possessions. And starting at the five, a 34-year-old who I think he's 6'8", is very impressive at this at this point in his career. Yeah, willing to bang, do the dirty work. And like you said, you know, I think you look at it this way. is like there's going to be one guy on the floor that ends up getting open shots and gets those opportunities. And Jeff Green is typically that guy. Not to say that he's a bad offensive player. He's just the least talented out of some of the, the elite <laughs> offensive players that the Nets have. And like you said, I think that's going to lead to some really big playoff moments, be it a post- we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Or dunk, be it a wide open three, whatever it is, and he he's okay making some of those small plays too, setting the screens and like you said, kind of grinding with the center on the other team. And like you've mentioned too, he had a couple nice blocks. I thought his defense on Siakam this game was better than what we saw last time against the Raptors as well. So Jeff Green continues to kind of bring bring what you need every single night. And anything else on Jeff? Uh, Will? Uh, no, I just you know one more time. Like I can't believe he's thirty four and he's doing this at the highest level. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's got more ups than a good chunk of guys in this team. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Team, but uh, moving on from him, Landry Shamit, not his best game of the season. 14 points, 5 of 12 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, uh, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal. You know, Landry, his shot wasn't necessarily falling in this game, but I thought he did a nice job attacking baseline a couple times, especially on the smaller guards of Toronto. Yeah, not a not a big game for him, but he's he's a role player, and that's that's what he does. And you know, two seven from three, you'd like to see him make a few more of those. But as long as he's making something, you're you're not going to complain from it. You know, you're not counting on him to really you know be a big role on to be you know a big shot maker on this team, especially when you have KD and Kyrie playing. You'd like to see him do a little bit better, but I thought that he was very solid defensively today. I thought that his playmaking has been underrated recently. I feel like he's he's kind of become an underrated passer in some aspects. I just you'd like to see him do a little better than tonight, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah, everyone's going to have off-shooting nights, and you could just kind of tell with that three-point shot. I wouldn't be surprised if a little fatigue is kicking in for him just because he's been playing a lot more minutes lately. But like you said, playmaking has definitely improved. I also think his handle has gotten substantially better. I don't know if it's just something we didn't see early in the season, but post-All-Star break, Landry Shamit has a substantially tighter handle with more combos for counters that other teams are throwing at him. So I really like the aspect of that part of his game. And like you said, defensively, he's always putting a little bit of effort out there. Now talking about a guy who honestly probably had maybe his worst game of the season and not because of, you know, the play he had out there is more so based on the shooting. And that was Kyrie Irving, you know, nine points, three of 13 from the field, one of five from three, two of two from the free throw line, six rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block, three turnovers. And I think the one thing that really stuck out for me on the Kyrie aspect was the amount of layups he missed in this game is just something we almost never see. Yeah. And I, I 
I'm not going to worry about Kyrie Irving at all. I'm not going to put any stock into this game. Uh, you'd like to see him do better than 313, 1-5 from 3, and you'd like to see him make those make those layups that he was missing that you talked about. But he still had an impact, right? Four yep. assists, six rebounds, um, two offensive rebounds. I thought that, you know, was, I don't know if it was his worst game of the season. I feel like there might be one or two that he that he had worse than that, but just – He's been off recently. I feel like, um, except for the Phoenix game, um, he's he's kind of had some struggles lately. But I'm not worrying about him. Um, he he's had a lot to deal with over the last couple of weeks. You know, with KD being out and Harden being out, kind of kind of have to put this team on his back. So if he struggles one game, I'm not I'm not sweating it. Yeah, and I'd say one thing in comparison to last season or even previous seasons for Kyrie Irving is defensively, he played solid in this game. And in years past, when he's having a bad offensive game, his defense would really drop off. He still maintained engagement on that side of the floor, which is really important for the team. Yeah, no, he wants to win, right? That's what yeah. I love about this team. And it feels like every single player on this team has that drive, that extra motivation to want to win. And everybody talks about, oh, the Nets don't play defense, so the Nets have no good defenders. It, it feels like the Nets have enough, you know, effort sometimes to the point where it doesn't matter that they don't have necessarily the talent of some other teams when it comes to defensively. Yeah, I think, you know, defense is at least 50% effort, if not more. I think obviously a lot is communication and intelligence, and they do have a, a lot of high basketball IQ uh, players in this team. I think it's kind of just developing some of the, that chemistry because we saw tonight with Kyrie, with other players in the team, there was missed rotations, but it's kind of like two guys running at one player instead of, you know, sticking with your man, whatever it might be. And, and they're the type of kinks that we want to kind of get kicked out before the postseason starts. But moving on to Blake Griffin, who had a really important game. And like you mentioned earlier, he kind of took a beating in this one. 17 points, 6 of 11 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3, 3 of 3 from the free throw line, 6 six rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, 1 block. Just felt like Blake was in contact with everybody on the Raptors. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those games where he's just filling up the stat sheet, and, and that's exactly what you want from him at this point in his career in 22 minutes of action. He, he's just, he's, he's that veteran who he's going to know what to do. I saw Matt Brooks send out a tweet that he reminds him of what David West did for the Warriors a few years ago, and that he's kind of just like, that veteran big man who can kind of do everything. He'll take a lot of punches. He'll do make the right passes, make a couple threes. He's just kind of been a very, very good veteran for this team. And tonight, I thought there were some times when, you know, the Nets were struggling and he, he was kind of the rally man, right? He was kind yep. of the one making a big play, making a three, taking a charge, which he's done a lot this season, by the way, right? It, it's just, it feels like he's someone that the Nets, he's one of those personalities that the team can just get behind and he can kind of add an extra boost to this team. Yeah, and he might be the final ingredient for this team, obviously. You know, he just provides that extra little bit of hustle and toughness that you really needed. And tonight we saw him kind of work in the post a little bit more than we've seen in the past. And the Nets have needed a couple of those buckets. And obviously two of four from three, you love to see the the confident three-point shooting and then just also his ability to handle the ball. And I thought tonight he did a pretty good job having to switch on to a lot of the Raptors' shiftier guards. Yeah, no, I, I think that defensively he's, he's shown me more than what he showed in Detroit, um, at least this season, right? Yep. I think that he's, I think, like you said, defense is a lot of effort. And I think that he's putting in the effort. He's one of those guys that, you know, doesn't have a ring in his career, probably wants to get that on his resume. And this is his best opportunity. So he's going to give 100% every time that he's out there to make sure that he's, you know, in the best opportunity to succeed this season. 
Yeah, and he's really done an excellent job, not only in this game, but kind of the entire time he's been on the Nets, and he's just been that little extra piece. You know, he's mostly come off the bench and gives you another stable offensive force, either from the scoring aspect or even from the playmaking aspect. He's just somebody who's very comfortable with the basketball. And then the other two guys that came off the bench that played well, you know, Tyler Johnson, Mike James, TJ, 10 points, 3 of 6 in the field, 2 of 5 from 3, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 0 turnovers. You know, he just does his job. He understands his role he fills in perfectly and that's why I think a lot of Nets fans appreciate Holly Johnson yeah we really missed him for the few weeks that he was out right it feels like there there are times that the Nets kind of just need that you know shot creator off the bench you know the guy who can kind of create a shot for himself or he can also be a catch and shoot three guy he can play a combo guard I feel like the Nets really missed that throughout the portion when he was out especially without James Harden as well and he just plays such an important part of this team I don't know how much he'll see in the playoffs when, you know, James Harden is healthy. But for the time being, he's, he's kind of just been a really, really good role player for this team. Yeah, and I think even in the postseason, maybe he's a guy you only see for a few minutes, but he might give you that energy spurt, you know, that the team really needs, and he's willing to pick up somebody full court. And, you know, like you mentioned earlier, Mike James, very solid game for him, 11 points, 4 or 5 from the field, 1 of 1 from 3, and he just provided just that stability offensively for this team in that fourth quarter when the other guys were getting a lot of attention, and he hit some really tough shots. And I have to, do you think that he's going to sign a, uh, a second 10-day? You know, I think he'll definitely sign the second 10-day. I'm not sure if he'll get the full season contract, but I think the second 10-day is a guarantee at this point. I mean, he's earned it, right? I feel yeah. like he's done enough on this team that, like, I mean, there's sometimes when you, you feel like he, he struggles a little bit, but then he's also, he's he's impressed me with his shot creating, right? Getting inside and, and being able to kick it out. He had eight assists tonight. I feel like he's just, he kind of reminds me of Chioza, but just a little bit higher level uh, offensively at least. Yeah, I don't think he has quite the passing that probably Achiosa does, but like you said, offensively, he's an offensive threat in scoring the basketball, and that was really the biggest issue for Chris Chioza is teams didn't really respect him, and he hesitated almost on every shot attempt where Mike James hesitates a little bit, but when he gets inside, he's very confident, and he has an array of moves. It's like almost Kyrie-esque with the combos that he'll throw at guys inside. Yeah, man. MJ. <laughs> MJ, there you go. Uh, we did not see Bruce Brown tonight. He was out with knee soreness. I don't think it's anything too serious, hopefully. But uh, nice to see kind of Bruce get a game off because that dude's been working all season long. Yeah, kind of like Blake. It feels like a lot of games he's the guy who's taking the punches, taking the taking the brunt of the hits. He's uh, oh, giving I mean, out the, the Nets, hits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Nets missed him, right? The Nets always miss him when he's not on the floor. You felt that earlier in the season when the Nets weren't playing him compared to when they were. And now that he's out, you, you feel like, you know, the Nets always miss that kind of bulldog mentality that he brings. He can hit the corner three. He's got that good floater. But, um, you know, nice to get him a day off, I guess. Yeah, and obviously on the boards, I think he has a pretty good impact as well. He definitely kind of just squeezes in there. Probably would have took a couple of those from uh, Ken Birch. But, Will, else, any other thoughts on this game? Um, if there's one silver lining when it comes to playing the Toronto Raptors today, is that it is probably the last time we as Nets fans are going to see Kyle Lowry in a Raptors jersey. Very true. And Very true. Also, one more guy I want to give a shout-out to is Yuta Watanabe. Uh, that summer league guy a couple years ago, I really liked him, and I'm glad that he's finally getting a shot in the NBA. I've always liked his game. And another important note, I believe with the loss of the Charlotte Hornets in the yep. Boston Celtics, the Nets yep. clinched a playoff berth. So, Where obviously— they, I mean, not, I wasn't worried. But <laughs> yeah. But uh, obviously always nice to kind of do that a little bit sooner. And uh, this team yeah. has bigger goals, like Jeff Green mentioned after the game, but just kind of shows the progress they've made. And we saw another stat in this game. The Nets started, I believe, 
33 different starting lineups and have played 27 different players this season, and they still maintain the first seed in the Eastern Conference. I think, you know, a lot of credit to the players and also a lot of credit to Sean Marks, but Steve Nash has done a really, really nice job, and we gave him some love after the Suns win, but still, again, players out, no problem for Steve Nash, and I also think Steve Nash is part of the reason why Mike James has been playing so well. You see him constantly giving him little tips on the sideline. Yeah, no, shout out Steve Nash. Um, I'd be interested to see what the record is for a uh, a championship team in starting lineups that they've sent out in in a single season because I feel like the Nets even Shattered even it. though it's a shortened even though it's a shortened season right it's only seventy two games I feel like I feel like the Nets have to be at the top of that list and one more thing that I want to want to talk about for a second is is uh, Steve Nash saying that you know before the game that there's an expectation or at least that there's some sort of hope that Spencer Dinwiddie will join the team um, before the season is over. And that's great. You know, obviously we would love to see the energy from Spencer on the sideline. And if he were able to come back to this team, it would just add another element. Obviously, I know that's kind of a toss up right now, given he needs to kind of get an you know, NBA shape, get his shot back and going. But I mean, that would be something. We also got a little bit of news on James Harden. You know, he's been shooting a little bit, working himself back, but Steve Nash doesn't think he's close yet. Yeah, no, and I'm not expecting him back before the first round of the playoffs. I think that's an expectation the Nets fans need to set for themselves. Um, he's He's been the workhorse for this team this season. He's played the most amount of minutes on this team. He uh, It's not that he's necessarily resting right now, but we're not. I, I don't want him back until he's 110% healthy because obviously what's most important is those, you know, hopefully 16-plus games in the playoffs, and that's when we need him. We need him more than and we need him now. And uh, he can take as much time as he needs to get healthy before he, before we make the playoffs. 100%, especially with a hamstring injury, obviously, Will. I know you're a big football fan, and that's something we constantly see is hamstring injuries linger throughout the entire yeah. season. And trying I mean, to Kevin get Kevin Durant, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's he just something you want to see get healthy. Yeah, no, it, it sucks. But, you know, at the end of the day, you just it, it's best for the team in the long run that he's out now. And I know it's frustrating and I know that, you know, you want to see all three of them play together and gain some chemistry. And obviously it's going to be going to be interesting to see, you know, a team that, you know, it's three best players only played seven games together during the playoffs, how they how they end up doing. But um, obviously you feel like these guys know each other pretty well. They know their games pretty well. And, and I'm not necessarily super worried about the lack of games played. And I think the bigger worry was how, you know, do Kyrie Irving and James Harden mesh? Because, you know, Kevin Durant is one of the easiest players to play with, plug and play. We saw tonight, even when he wasn't getting an opportunity to score the basketball, still having an impact on the game. But we know that Kyrie and James Harden can work because they worked for a majority of the, the season. And that's a big reason why the Nets are in the one seed. But, Will, anything else you want to touch on from this game or from the Nets in general? Um, I don't think so. Uh TLC, another DNP coach's decision. Um, not that I'm rooting against him. I think he's a nice guy. It's just his his play has not been up to NBA level this season, and it sucks. But another DNP coach's decision for him, Reggie Perry as well. Um, hopefully Claxton comes back soon. Nets definitely miss him. Um, Nash didn't give an update on him before the game, says he doesn't have anything. Uh, but 333, as Claxton said today, 
I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think with the Claxton situation, either it's, you know, an extended quarantine, maybe he tested it's positive. It's birthday party. <laughs> exactly. He could have easily tested positive for COVID. We're not really sure. Elise it's been... Elise's birthday was last week, too. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of different elements that can happen and lead to these guys being out. But like you said, hopefully they're back. They definitely do miss the the option to go to a Nick Claxton, a defensive impact that he can provide for this team. Not only, you know, the on-ball defense, but some of the weak side blocks and the rebounding. But, Will, always a pleasure. Big thanks, everybody. Listen to the buzz and check us out on all streaming platforms. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.